All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, next Wrestling with the Willies podcast. I'm joined with Jeremy. It seems like uh, most of the NXT pay-per-views, it's, uh, it's like that and like the AEW ones mostly are like the main ones that we do total, uh, tag team in with. <laughs> uh, it seems like most of them now are me and you. I don't know. If yeah. Oh, unless like Joe joins it every once in a while and stuff like that. I haven't had Steven on in a while, but uh, but anyway, we're talking about NXT t- House 2021 edition. I might as well specify because I think I have, I think we talked about In Your House the first one when yeah, they that was that in last year. Uh, you know. Yeah. So, uh, which I should have probably done something with the Great American Bash too, but. Uh, whatever. I mean, knowing that it's like a regular NXT episode, I wasn't gonna probably talk about it. But definitely, uh, like in the past, like couple of years, I think this is probably one of my favorite ones that they did out of the at least the past couple of years. Because uh, what's it called? I don't think they did a a kickoff show or anything. They did. It looks like. Uh... Saray and Zoe Stark. Oh, I don't defeated oh, the Robert Saray's Stone at... brand. Oh, so you went against Aaliyah and somebody, yeah, Jesse Kamea or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot who that was, which seems kind of weird because I thought at one point Mercedes was with Robert Stone brand, but I mean. I don't know. They they seem to flip flop rather quickly on NXT. It seems like if they're wanting to course correct or something, they'll do it like right away. But uh, pretty much they started off with definitely. Uh, I'd probably say my second favorite match out of the whole entire card was MSK and Bronson Reed versus Legato del Fantasma. Dude, I lo- I love this match mostly because. I don't it know. was my it, favorite match, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I was th- I was thinking about that, but I'm like, oh man, I ju- I enjoyed the main event way too much. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? I definitely agree, though. Like, it, it's one of the best ones. It's like, I mean, not saying that all the matches were bad either. It's like I keep having to say that too it's like all the matches were good to great it seemed like oh yeah I'm not saying anything about the matches but I can tell you the fifth match tonight I don't even remember seeing (laughs) I mean I was like I don't know what I was doing because I was was sitting in the bedroom watching it but yeah I don't remember it at all yeah just must have been paying attention to it or whatever, really. Yeah, but, I must uh, have been loosely paying attention because I don't remember the match whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. and definitely I love the... Uh, I I could see why MSK or why when they, oh, they were in Impact, they were like a huge tag team. I think it was them, and then of course now they're called Proud and Powerful. When they were in TNA, they were the new LAX, I think that's what they called them, because uh, what's it called? And Conan was their leader at one point, and 
like it was them and then the rascals and a few others it's like motor city machine guns and stuff like that like they were all like pretty much made in impact really but like i could see why people like msk the name is kind of goofy but i mean whatever but uh i definitely love bronson reed though uh like at first i knew that like the ending was gonna happen where they were gonna still retain because i think they just like bronson reed has only had the championship for maybe two weeks or something maybe two weeks to a month because i think he got the title on an episode of nxt like a couple of weeks after they had their match on takeover the last takeover that we talked about yeah, it hasn't been too long. Yeah. So uh, I knew that the outcome was going to be the same. But the way that they were doing at the beginning of the match was kind of having me a little worried at one point because they were, like, putting in so much fucking offense on Legato Del Fantasma. And, uh, but, yeah, like, I love both teams. It just both continued teams. throughout the whole match, though. I remember... Yeah. It was just like a pummeling. Complete. And then it even got worse at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, the the whole breaking the cage down. I was yeah. like, holy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that took, that took you by surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't expect it. I didn't think that they were going to break the fucking thing down. Uh, because I know that they do some of that shit, but like I, did, I just definitely didn't expect it at all. But I so, wonder, like, they, you cool. know, sometimes though, it's you know, do they expect it to fall the way it fell? Because yeah, that thing like blew apart. And it was like, what the hell? I mean, it's, you know, the fence went with it and everything else, and yeah, like, and I definitely don't think, like, I mean. I don't know if they practice that shit before they, they probably don't. I mean, like you, I don't think they would just sit there and slam into yeah, it. All I the doubt times they would. To get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anything, they're like, Hey, we're just going to be kind of safe. Just and go into it like this, you know, but like, well, then there's def- stuff that's unexpected. You know, like if you remember back when undertaker and uh, mankind had that match, it was known he was going to throw him off the cage onto the table, but the second one, the one he went through the cage, wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, sometimes it is things that aren't meant to happen, but I think in this case it was meant to happen the way it just kind of blew up, the way that it did. Oh, yeah. But that, I don't know. I think that's why but, it added. But it, one thing it, I have to say is, Tamina, watch this match at the end, and somebody shows you a proper way to do a splash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that when we were watching it. We're like, that's how you do a splash. And uh, <laughs> I was also. And there's no saying, excuse about oh. weight because Bronson Reed weighs about 400 pounds or something, and he did it properly. So. Yeah, and that's he how you does do it, it properly fucking your every knees, time. Yeah, yeah, does it every time, like properly. I that's mean, why, t- like, yeah, uh, Tamina, man, it looks like she jumps straight up and lands on her knees every time. And it I'm looks like, like somebody that doesn't want to do the jump does the jump anyway. Yeah, that's what it looks like the whole time. Every time I've seen it, but uh, 
what's it called? Damn, this, and uh, they had so many cool moments. I love the double ta- uh, double team moves. I can tell you, like it did, teams. yeah, I can tell you, it seemed like it was longer than thirteen minutes. Yeah, they ended up putting so much stuff into it. I was surprised that it only went that long. I was just and like, then Whoa. I was surprised later on when we talk about another match that it was as long as it was because it didn't seem that long. Like, yeah, but definitely, uh, uh, oh man, so and never, <laughs> but like everything was just good about the match, and, and like I knew that like how everything was gonna happen, but still, it was just really good, and I definitely say that it's one of the main highlights of the whole pay-per-view was that match. Oh, it wasn't. Bronson Reed, you know, was crazy good to me. I mean, I'm always big about a big dude that can move around, but, dude, that that one move that he, when he did, I think he did a swanton or something. Oh, yeah, the senton where they, the uh, senton, they did yeah. the double, or triple team move where, like, they both lifted him like they're gonna like uh I forgot what they call it where they swam back and forth and then just throw them up in the air, like they did the senton for it. And I was like, oh holy shit! I was like, damn, I'm sure that that fucking probably sucked taking. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why I was like, oh, that's dope if they do that stuff. And then they're thinking because it looked like Bronson Reed with MSK was like thinking of stuff that they could do together before they even do did their match. And that's one thing I liked is knowing that most times they don't like if they combine two people or like a tag team and like a singles guy together, usually they don't do tag and double team moves or at least ones where they kind of combine their type of stuff together, like his sent on and stuff. But yeah, like I, I just definitely love the um, all the stuff that they did in the match. But oh, I might as well talk about my least favorite one. Uh, not saying that it was in a bad match. I like Zaylee and Mercedes Martinez, but I definitely think that it was the weakest or one of the weakest matches on the card. Uh, <clears throat> just because, like, I don't know. The the stuff at the end where they and like she grabbed her by the neck and like flung her off the thing, like off the stage. It was and I don't know. It didn't feel like it hurt Mercedes all that much. I mean, you could tell that they're setting something up between them both for a while, and I think that Zion Lee should have won, but it was just definitely the the weakest match out of all of them. Yeah, and is this May Yang supposed to be like a ring chick or something? Uh, yeah, like far as I could tell, it's like that chick is supposed to be Karen Q, which I think was in the second May Young Classic. This is a a while ago too, and then they signed her, and I don't think that I think she got injured at one point or something, and that's why they didn't do anything with her but i mean also at the same time i could be completely wrong and then they were just not putting her on tv for the longest time so i think she's supposed to be like their leader type thing so i'm wondering if she's only gonna get involved when she's like pushed into a certain way 
I don't know for sure, but like that's what it seems like. That and this match was okay. It wasn't very long. It was only like seven minutes, but there wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and you know, I would say that it was there better than their May Young Classic one. But still, I just and like out of all the matches, is probably the weakest one. And that says something with the Raquel Gonzalez match. I think both, the, and that's sad to say, is because I, I love women's wrestling too. But it seems like both of those were the weakest matches on the whole entire card. Well, Raquel Gonzalez, like I said, well, I didn't say it today, but we said in previous ones. I don't get how she's the champ. Yeah, out of all the people that they have right now, I mean, I and she defeated Ember. Well, we'll talk about it later, but um. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, the main pe- people that should have won won. Uh, and they should have done a little bit better for like putting Mercedes out for a little bit, but I mean, I get what they're trying to do. But uh, uh definitely, I knew that the next match though was gonna end out the same fucking way because I mean, who's gonna get the million dollar championship on a face? Uh, that that is synonymous with trying to piss people off having that damn belt. So you knew that like uh, L.A. Knight was gonna get it, but it was actually a bet a lot better match than I thought it was gonna be, and it seemed like it was longer. I mean, it, it pro- they probably only gave it like maybe about the same amount of time that they gave the tag team match, but no, it was longer, dude. It, that's what that, that was the one I was talking about. It seemed like it wasn't as long, but it was longer. It was nineteen minutes, almost twenty. Oh, dang! Yeah, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was saying before was that um, that was the match I was talking about that seemed like it was like twelve minutes, but it was twenty. Yeah, the the tag team match seemed like it was twenty, but it was only twelve. I mean, so it's it was like what? <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy because uh, and Cameron Grimes did a lot. Like I don't know when they turned him. Unless I think it was the whole Bitcoin thing that. Well, I knew that they were doing something with the GameStop money thing, but I thought he was still playing it up like he was a heel. So that's why when I heard him cheering and like people cheering him, I was like, "Oh, he's a face now? What the hell?" But I mean, we're not. We don't watch NXT every single week, mostly yeah. because I don't have the time to watch it every single week. It's like I already got like bunch of other wrestling to watch all the damn time. It's like, how else am I supposed to keep up with this shit? <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Even though that I should. I mean, NXT's good, though, but still. Uh, definitely, they ended up doing a lot in this match, but LA Knight was hilarious, though, like with the little botch at the end, which it's probably going to end up, like, if he ends up ever coming out with a book, like, 20 or 30 years later, I could see him being like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to act all tough, and then I like almost slip on the ring ropes trying to get up on there with the belt. <laughs> I could see him doing that, like right now, like because Jericho's talked about that before, where like especially the CM Punk one, where he was talking about um, when he poured liquor on CM Punk that one time, and then he had all the leather pants on and all that stuff, and he was trying to be all big bad. After he slipped, <laughs> LA like, Knight was like Drake's impact, right? Yeah, 
That's why I like I talked about it with you when we were watching it. Is that God? I hate his name and I hate his theme. His ring theme is bad. The little fucking knight emblem is bad. It's like everything that they ended up doing for his character looks lame as fuck. Uh, I could tell that they're trying to do like, I don't know, like big bad rich boy type thing with him. But L.A. Knight just sounds like, I don't know, so lame. I don't <laughs> just don't. Out of Eli Drake and you go to L.A. Knight, which who would ever be named L.A. as your first name? It just sounds like something. It kind of reminds me of when Stone Cold had all those names written down before he picked out Stone Cold, where it was like Ice Pick and all that shit. It looks like somebody that's just trying to come up with nicknames, and then they were like, that's the one. <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and I like Eli Drake, too, but like I'm sure that he probably didn't picture when he got to WWE, they're like, yeah, your name's going to be L.A. Knight, and you're going to be doing this type of shit. And I'm sure that he had to sign off on his music, too. He had to be like, yeah, this is fine. I like this music, but you never know. I mean, he could just hate it, too. But definitely the right person was supposed to win the match anyway. Not anything, like, super memorable, all except for, uh, what's his, uh, Cameron Grimes doing that ladder spot where it looked like he bounced off the ladder and landed on the apron, or not on the apron, but on the arena, uh, the ramp. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that probably hurt. For like a ladder match, they didn't do a whole lot of stuff with the ladders, too. It wasn't or like memorable like ladder spots, really. I think that was like the only one. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. And then, of course, my second least favorite match was the Ember Moon one. Yeah, buddy. And that's the one I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, so that's the one that you didn't remember watching? Yeah, I don't remember it at all. So I well, don't. I mean, the main thing for me is that I like the match, but like, okay, I'm gonna nitpick. I think I've talked about this in the last one when we were talking about it when she beat Io Shirai for it for the belt was that. Her back ain't that chiseled for her. Like, I don't understand why part of her entrance is, like, showing off her back muscles when she doesn't really have much definition. Hmm. I know that this is a nitpick for me, but it's like Dana Brooke comes out, does bodybuilder shit, right, and shows off her huge arms and all this shit. If you're going to do that, you would think that you would have, like, a great back. You would look at it and be like, holy shit. But, like, she doesn't really have... Like, I just don't understand the... I mean, maybe she just was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to show off my back. But, I don't know. It just seemed... And that's a weird nitpick for me. But, like, uh, I think we were talking about it uh, when we were watching it. And then I was just like, I just don't understand why they would do that. And, honestly... Knowing that we were talking about how she had the belt, I would much rather have Candice LeRae in that spot 
than <laughs> than Raquel Gonzalez. Oh yeah, I'd I mean, much rather have Dakota Kai in that position than her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly because I mean, like Dakota Kai has been doing some good stuff. I mean, granted, if anything, she would be transitional if they ever did give it to her. Either that or, like, she would have to have muscle and she would need somebody bigger than Raquel Gonzalez. It's like uh, when uh, I wasn't going to mention it, but it's kind of like how Piper Niven is with uh, Eva Marie now. But also at the same time, it sounds like they didn't name her. So it looks like they're going to change her name, which is stupid. Because everybody, or well, I guess not everybody, like, recognizes her name, right? (laughs) Only hardcore people like me and shit, like, remembers people's names. But still, at least she's a big person that will take the, like, be proper muscle. Like, Raquel's not really, like, that big for me to think that she's, like, legitimate. But, but is this going to be how even Marie is? She's going to get paid to like do nothing? I mean, it's that's like not, that's what I'm saying. Seems like a rip legit, to me. Well, I don't want to. Uh, oh, yeah. And I should also mention we were going to do the Eva Marie one, but then we had to push it back again because well, we, have to push we it back realized again. that it was takeover. <laughs> well, we might also yeah. may have to push Eventually, it back again because next week, out. yeah, next week is uh, Hell in the Cell. Oh my good god. So eventually the yeah. <laughs> one's gonna come out. Eventually. <laughs> but uh what's it called? So they did good shit in here, but this reminded me too much of the Candace LeRae one where uh, what was it? She went against who was it? The last big heel that they had. Um it wasn't Raquel. I don't think that it was a you know Shirai. It could have been, but I don't think it was. But like there was a match where they did where a, pretty much the same thing happened. They came out, they beat each other up for a while, and then eventually, uh, oh yeah, that's what it was. It was Io Shirai going against oh, fuck who was it? Oh yeah, Shayna. That's what it was. It was that match. Whereas Io Shirai going against Shayna when she, or either that or it was Kyrie Sane. I'm pretty sure that it was Io Shirai in that spot. Actually, I might be wrong. It's probably Kyrie Sane when she won the title. But uh, when they came out, when they were doing everything, they were doing the match. Eventually, both people came out. The one was cheating. The uh, Candace came out, beat him up, ran him off. Literally, literally pretty much the same thing. And then the person uh, won the title anyway. Or like Shayna, like, beat her. Right? So literally the same uh, thing. The only thing was it was with one person where Shotzi came in and interrupted and and then she got Dakota Kai out of the way, even though that Raquel Gonzalez won anyway, which I, I hate when they redo kind of like story beats when it's like we've already seen this story, even though that it's been like maybe three, four years since that happened. 
But still, I mean, wrestling people, especially hardcore people, pay attention to that shit. <laughs> so that's the main. I think that's one reason why I didn't absolutely think that this match was really good was just because it reminded me way too much of that match. But like I said, I don't remember it, so I don't really have an opinion. Yeah. I mean, I honestly really. don't remember it at all. Like, I don't remember what happened during it. <laughs> I don't know if I fell asleep or what. I mean, it could have happened. I mean, you never know. But, uh, I mean, and sad to say, I mean, and it happens, people. Like, people get tired work, working all the time and then just get tired and stuff. I well, mean, I've done it before. We've made, we've made fun of me before passing out and you guys could hear me snoring on stream. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say shit. <laughs> like, but, uh, so yeah, I don't know. So good or like decent match just reminded me too much of it. They should have just like had Ember Moon, uh, like, I would have much rather had Ember retain, or not retain, but, like, beat her. Like, I would have much rather seen that, because I love Ember Moon. <laughs> like, I would much rather see her than Raquel Gonzalez. And that's not saying bad about Raquel, but, I mean, <sighs> I just, and compared to everybody else, Candice LeRae's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of who's all, like... Saray seems like cool. I haven't watched most uh, most of her stuff, but I mean, like, with, the problem is, is that they don't have a whole lot of females down in NXT right now that they could build up in that spot. Though, I think that's mainly why Raquel Gonzalez got the belt in the first place. Is knowing that they don't really have, like, they have Indy Hartwell, which they're like teaming with Candice LeRae, so it's kind of trying to build up her character. And then they have the Robert Stone people, which they ain't ready. Or, like, you don't... Uh, I think they're still green. So, like, there they're ain't no way that they're going to whiff that damn title belt. And other than that, I don't know if there's anybody else other than that. Like, pretty much Ember Moon and Shotzi. Pretty much. I mean, really, other than that, who else do they got? <laughs> yeah, I... We said the same thing about SmackDown. It's like with all those releases, they've got seven females on the roster. So it's like it doesn't leave you with a lot to deal with. Yeah. And who else are you going to hire or like bring? Like the one thing is, is at least if it's NXT, they can pull people from NXT UK to fill it. Well, like I said, if they got rid of the whole roster bullshit where they're on, they're stuck on rosters, then you solve that problem. Yeah. Because they can all go between all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Sasha could go against somebody on Raw or, or, um, Shayna Baszler can go against someone on NXT. I mean, I think if they did that, it would open up a lot across the entire roster if they did that. And I got to mention before we even start it, knowing that we about Shayna already, is they, how did you ruin <laughs> Sasha Bay and Shayna Baszler off of this shit? And y- you would have thought that they would have pushed her to the fucking moon with how much they pushed her in NXT. And she's like fighting with a doll right now. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> being freaked out by a doll. Really? Come on, people. But uh, but by far, my favorite match was the Fatal Five-Way. Or I guess you call it, yeah, fa- Fatal Five-Way. Mostly because I love all these dudes anyway. I, I mean, like, Karrion Cross is probably my least favorite out of all five. Just because I haven't watched so much of him. Like, I've well, seen, like, what all these other... about him, and it's not really him, but it's like the entrance is, like, Scarlet to me. And, like, it's, it's focused on her. That's what I feel like that whole dynamic is that it's a focus on her for the most part. Well, yeah. All except for the last, like, I would say that especially up until like the last like i don't know 30 seconds of this entrance where like the whole thing is her like saying her stuff that they're doing in the song and then the the where the right lights turn red and then it just like goes crazy like everything's about to go to shit type of thing i think that's like the only time where it's like getting carrying cross hyped up yeah but out of the two minutes that's like 15 seconds yeah well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it seems like mostly her up until then, and it. Um, but like, I get you. The, like the, and that's what I'm saying. Like, all these dudes are awesome, and they ended up putting so much shit. And that's the one thing I love about most of these guys too is that they put so much to, um, like thought into keeping this match into its own thing like adam cole and johnny gargano doing stuff where it was mirroring their past matches together pete dunn doing the same type of thing with pretty much everyone kyle o'reilly just doing his thing the whole time like that's what and especially i like how it looks like they're kind of building to a kyle o'reilly uh, when maybe sometime down the road, it seems like that they're building to that, like how the finish happened and everything. Well, they else. should. Did I lose you, well, Josh? That's what I'm saying. Kyle O'Reilly is amazing. I love his selling, I love his wrestling. I think if they put him on main, they wouldn't know what to do with him. Same with Ky- uh, Adam. Adam Cole is like probably would make him more money. And granted to a certain and like the way that he pushes his character and stuff but like if anything I would think like especially when they talked about how uh, Vince didn't get Aleister Black's wrestling and I forgot who else that they said but like when they said that it all made sense to me and then I was just like okay so that means that he probably doesn't get a lot of the people that are on the roster right now he just like says whatever. He doesn't get them, so he doesn't push them, which is crazy to me. It's like you don't have to like get somebody to be like, okay, and you could see that they put on like really good matches. Or if you're like seeing like how, like, I, mean, uh, I can't say like if they're getting a bunch of adoration or something like that, you could see like people following certain people i mean granted the past year hasn't really helped because they couldn't tell who was chanting who really but 
Well, like, yeah, I mean, that's the only reason why I think that it's not I'm like the same shit that they're doing in NXT with them. I don't think that it will carry over to Maine, especially most of the shit shit they did didn't carry over to Maine with most of the people that were tearing it up in NXT. Like, uh, I loved, uh, like, I got to call out certain spots, like the moonsault to the double super kick was one of my favorite moves that they did the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it made me think of the Ricochet one where Adam Cole like super kicked him. And like uh, the attention to detail that they did throughout the whole entire match. I mean, really, Karrion Cross was an afterthought in this whole match. It was just about these four dudes. Karrion Cross did not need to be in the match <laughs> like, at all yeah. for it to be a fucking awesome match. That's what I'm saying. Like all four of these dudes just tear it up. And I like how House is like the strong dude where he's kind of like Brock Lesnar flinging people around, right? And I like that effect. But I've seen too many times where they Oh, they double team, and then for like five or ten minutes, they doing shit with Cross, and it makes Cross look super weak when you do it twice in one match, right? Yeah, like you're making them look super weak because it, and like they're not going through the same amount of punishment as all these other dudes. Sure, you throw them through a fucking door, and then you power bomb them or double power bomb them on onto the announce table, but. You don't think that half of these dudes, I mean, literally, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, just like, what was it, not last takeover, but the takeover before that, they had their match where they went through the ramp, they put chains around their knees and dropped it on their neck, you know, like, they did all this brutal shit, and they were getting up within a few seconds of each other, so... You can't try to tell me, like, you can't say that it doesn't make them look a bit weak if you're, like, putting them out for, like, 10 minutes. And I think that's one thing that they did wrong with Roman Reigns, too. Like, having him be put out for, like, 30 minutes for a Royal Rumble match when he was number one. It was just, like, doesn't make sense if you're trying to get people on his side. It's, like, that's the dumbest fucking move. But, I mean, all that aside, this was, like, by far, like, it's definitely going to be on my match of the year uh, uh, thing at the end of the year, though. Definitely. After I was done watching it, I was like, I'm definitely going to say that this is one of my favorite matches (laughs) that they did all year. Yeah, and it was my second favorite. I mean, it... Yeah, it's just mostly because how much shit that they did in the match and how the psychology and shit. But I mean, also at the same time, I've said like all four of these dudes have probably done like great matches by themselves, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I would definitely say that those are the two main matches that you have to watch off of this takeover is the main event and at least the opening match. Like definitely, uh, definitely those two, the LA night match and stuff like that. Yeah, too. But those two main ones out of this takeover, are the ones to watch, <laughs> especially if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, 
And I definitely don't think next week or yeah, next week when we talk about Hell in a Cell, it's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> because we're gonna get Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair is probably gonna win the title. And <laughs> and then we got Bailey versus Bianca Belair in the Hell in a Cell. Why? They've only been feuding for a month. Actually, not even that. But that's neither here nor there. It seems like most of the takeover uh, episodes that we do are kind of like uh, quicker anyway. But it's mostly because they only have like six matches compared to like 15 on most WWE pay-per-views. So I guess we will talk to you guys in the Helen Cell pay-per-view, I guess, which will be next week. I thought we were going to be able to have a little <laughs> bit more time, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, th- uh, thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode and, uh, yeah, I guess we will talk to you guys in the next uh, podcast. Yeah, and check out all our other podcasts on the network. Yep. All right. You guys have a good night. Peace out. Hello, everyone. This is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andro- uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.